This is the Black and Blue Report, straight from the source. No appointment radio, wherever, whenever. Now, from Studio B, or from wherever the Saints or Pelicans might be, here's Sean Kelly. Here we go. It's the Black and Blue Report from Monday. Welcome back to the uh, work week, everybody. I know everybody's excited about that, but we're excited about our show today. We've got a good one uh, lined up for you. Kind of a couple things to talk about. Obviously, a great start to the weekend, and the Pelicans went over the Cavaliers in overtime, and then the Saints lost yesterday to the Carolina Panthers. Um, Panthers are good. Let's, let's, not, let's not discredit Carolina's 12-0 start and their ability to win in the final minute yesterday, but... Um, a wildly entertaining game that um, that leaves me encouraged and discouraged all at the same time. And I'm sure you all feel the same way. But um, it was a marquee weekend in New Orleans, that's for sure, with LeBron James and Cam Newton and and uh, two home games and the big convention is in town. The city was alive over the weekend. So uh, all good except for that Saints loss who uh, is now 4-8. and eight. They've lost four straight. Um, and we'll talk about it in earnest today with John DeShazer from NewOrleansSaints.com. We'll also talk to John about tonight's Pelicans matchup with the Boston Celtics. The homestand continues uh, here with the Celtics and the Pelicans tipping off at 7 o'clock. Uh, speaking of the Pelicans, Brianna from the Pelicans dance team makes a visit on this Monday. And we talk NFL with Jared Bell from USA Today, one of our, uh, one of our favorite guests. Who It's hard to get him on the show because he's so busy, but... He was in town yesterday covering the uh, Panthers and Saints, so we uh, we twisted his arm a little bit, asked him to come on here today uh, in between last night's game that he covered in, or yeah, last night because it ended at night, uh, came in New Orleans, and uh, what tonight's game will be at FedEx Field in D.C. between the Cowboys and the Redskins to wrap up the week. So we've got a very busy show for you. I don't want to offer too much more here in our opening segment uh, other than the uh, the fact that Daniel Sallerson is already, already on tonight's game and says Avery Bradley is sick, may not be able to go for the Celtics. That may help because, look, I know this is not the uh, Boston Celtics that you've uh, known for years and years and years, uh, but they, I think they've won four of their last five, and they are a physical team, and uh, this will be an, uh, a very difficult proposition here for the Pelicans tonight. I have confidence, though. I think they've turn the corner a bit. I think that maybe a season-changing win is what we saw uh, on Friday night against the Cleveland Cavaliers. So, thanks for that note there, Daniel. And we'll take a quick break. We'll come back with John DeShazer from NewOrleansSaints.com and kind of do a deep dive on yesterday's 41-38 final at the Mercedes-Benz Superdome. All-Star Electric is lighting up the future with the latest in LED lighting. All-Star Electric specializes in the installation and conversion of the newest LED lighting products. This lasting investment is virtually maintenance-free and offers significant savings on your next electricity bill. This is Tim Blanchard, president of All-Star Electric. Let us evaluate your building, parking lot, or home for an LED conversion because we know we can save you some money. Power outages turn your world upside down. You need to know when your power will come back on, and you want to know what happened. The fastest way to stay informed? Entergy Text Alerts. You'll get prompt updates on when your power will be restored and on what happened. You can even send a text to be sure your outage is being repaired. When the power is out, what's faster than calling? Texting. Sign up today at EntergyText.com. That's the power of people. Entergy. 
Come out and celebrate Star Wars Night. Feel the force on Friday, December 11th when your New Orleans Pelicans battle the Washington Wizards at 7 p.m. The first 8,000 fans in attendance receive a free Stormtrooper mug. You'll also have a chance to get your picture taken with your favorite Star Wars characters. Tickets start as low as $21, so don't miss out on any of the fun. Call 525-HOOP or visit pelicans.com to get your tickets today. And may the force be with you. We're talking Saints football on the Black and Blue Report. Still to come on Black and Blue Report today, Jared Bell from USA Today. But first up, our own John DeShazer from NewOrleansaints.com and the Pelicans Radio Network. John uh, just wrapped up the uh, Monday morning activities with regards to the New Orleans Saints. And uh, this follows, of course, yesterday's ball game in which they lost the Carolina Panthers 41-38. to Hello, J.D. Hey, what's going on? You are, sir. You're our you're our guy today, and we need your thoughts here on uh, on what you saw yesterday. As we kind of do a little bit of a deep dive today, and how that jives with what the Saints were saying in their locker room this morning. Well, I mean, it's the same messages yesterday. You see some encouraging signs, obviously, for you know, thirty-eight points, and so there were some encouraging things about it. We saw um, really nice uh, defensive showing in the first half. Three turnovers, some three and outs. But then you see some familiar defensive lapses in the second half, so those remain disturbing. You see some, some not-so-good offense in the first half when the Saints only scored the one touchdown and they had to score a defensive touchdown. But you also see some, some life out of that offense in the second half when they scored three touchdowns and a two-point conversion. So, you know, you had a mixed bag, and unfortunately it's too mixed of a bag when you're playing against a team as good as Carolina is right now. They just didn't do enough of anything consistently. If they can mesh – you know, an entire game. They had a great first. They had a great second half offensively. Had a great first half defensively. Now you got to see if you can segue those things over and, and stretch them out a little bit more, and hopefully get, you know, three and a half quarters of good defense and three and a half quarters of good offense. You know, hopefully you get to a point where you have a full four quarters of both. But uh, you know, they have not had that in the last four games, and that's why they've. Uh, they're on a four-game losing streak. Very true, very true. Um, uh, well, I will say this, though, as far as consistency goes, I think more so in the first three games of this losing streak, at least yesterday, John, and I know you, you, you just, I thought you did did the right thing and, and, and helped me understand more about which half was which, but one thing is for sure, throughout the four quarters, it just seemed like the Saints played with more of a passion and a purpose than we'd seen in the in the prior three weeks. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that you, you can, you know, I think Coach Sean Payton usually calls it juice. They seem to have a little bit of juice, and some of that's playing a division opponent. Some of that's playing an undefeated, the last undefeated team in the league. Some of that, you know, goes with familiarity. So maybe you're a little bit more comfortable because you play a divisional opponent, a divisional opponent, and you see that opponent twice a year, and you know a little bit more about their tendencies. But certainly they seem to be very much into the game. Now, offensively, again, started really slowly. But defense kept the team in the game the entire first half with a defensive touchdown, and then, you know, they, and then special teams blocked a, a field goal. I mean, excuse me, a PAT attempt. And Stephon Anthony picks it up and runs it back for the first, you know, two-point conversion defensively in NFL history. So, you know, a lot of good things in the first half defensively, a lot of good things offensively in the second half. But they've just got to put the two together. You mentioned Stephon Anthony, who was absolutely uh, brilliant yesterday. And one thing that I think you and I were discussing in the press box yesterday. Um, if there's anything out of this, uh, and of course you'd love to have a, a playoff team every year and win more than you lose in the whole nine yards, but um, it's it's hard to ignore the number of reps 
that we're seeing and the growth that's being taken by uh, a couple of these core young guys, Stefan Anthony, Kikaha, Delvin Bro, for that matter. Of course, he gets hurt yesterday, and that, that was disappointing. But uh, that's something that I, I think has been, to me, a decent watch throughout the season. And, and don't don't forget about Tyler Davis yep. in there, and, and so you know they're getting great mileage out of uh, out of these defensive rookies, and I and I count Delvin Bro almost as a as a rookie. He's a he's a gem. He's a fine. He's a former CL fellow player, and yeah, he's 26 years old. But he's new to the NFL. And he could have signed with a variety of teams, and he ends up with his hometown team, the Saints. So yeah, I kind of toss him in there also. But yeah, these first year guys are really giving the Saints a nice foundation to build on, uh, something to be excited about. You see Stephon Anthony, who's you know making play after play each week. Howley Kakaha, uh, the rookie linebacker that you just mentioned, and, and also you know Tyler Davidson, you know who played defensive tackle and drew some you know some critical penalties yesterday and uh, applied a pretty nice pass rush a few times. You know those guys give you hope for the future and give you hope for the rest of this season because you see the growth and the continued growth, and you obviously you want to see them continue to do that continue to play well they just they're justifying the reason they're on the field they're not just out, out there out of necessity these guys are out there because they're playing really good football for the Saints defensively but again you know you see some of, of what happens with them what happens with the entire defense you see some lapses here and there uh, defensively you see some of them offensively and you know uh, you just have to be able to sustain that that's that's the main thing you got to play you want to be even heel across the board and, and no team is on any given Sunday in the NFL, you're gonna you're not gonna you're gonna have some dips, and you're gonna have some crests, and you hope that your crests, you know, outweigh your dips. And certainly at the end of it, you want to have enough crests to where you can win the game. And look, in a lot of ways, a lot of ways, there aren't many teams in the NFL that the Saints don't beat yesterday if they play that way. They just happen to probably be playing one of the three or four teams that was would have been good enough to sustain what the Saints did in the Superdome, but. You know, if if they play this way the remaining of the season, I think you and I talked about this. If they play this way the rest of the season, the wins and losses will take care of themselves. If you play that way, it will take care of themselves. John, one thing that does need to be taken care of that hasn't been all season are penalties. Are you surprised anyway that we're now through twelve and it's such a prevalent storyline? I'm shocked. I'm I'm totally shocked. I mean, you would think by now. Um, that they would have been able to cut down on them, you know, especially the penalties in the secondary. And I know playing, you know, cornerback and, and safety and defensive back in the NFL now, it's totally different. I mean, it's the hands-off approach, and the, you just can't do some things. And yet, you know, it, it's something that you would think that would, you know, may have been coached out of them by now, or or those kinds of things. And so, you know, it's just that they keep occurring. And in fact, you know, yeah, they had some offensive penalties too, but it's the ones that happen continually on defense because just about every penalty on defense is a first down, an automatic first down. And several of them happened on third down uh, when, when Carolina, you know, was, was basically walking off the field, but the Saints committed a penalty and they extend the drive. Those are shocking. 11 penalties yesterday, I think 404 yards, and they remain shocking. I mean, the Saints was one of the most penalized teams in the NFL, and that has not been this team, you know, since 2006 since Sean Payton got here, and yet it continues to happen. Yeah, I understand some of it's got to do with the rule changes and the, and the hands-off approach and those kinds of things. But, you know, it, it still it remains extremely alarming that, that there hadn't been a lot of progress from that. 
John DeShazia with us here on the Black and Blue Report. Still to come, Jared Bell from USA Today. Hey, J.D., put your basketball hat on for me. We've got a broadcast to do tonight uh, on the Pelicans Radio Network. Uh, Boston's in town, and uh, it is game two of this three-game homestand for the Pelicans. Um, whether it be thoughts on Friday night's overtime win over the Cavaliers or what this uh, will be tonight against the Celtics, uh, what's on your mind here this afternoon as we start to turn toward that broadcast? Well, I hope Pelicans players have forgotten about Friday night. As good as it felt, I hope that thing is long gone. So they better better be ready to meet Boston with some force. You know Boston's going to come in and try to beat you up a little bit. And uh, the Pelicans are going to have to be a physical basketball team. And when they play some physical teams this year, or teams have played them physical, uh, it hasn't fared so well so far. So you hope that they're going to kind of, you know, bow up a little bit and take the fight to Boston as opposed to being the recipient of the blows. Uh, you don't want to be on the receiving end of, of any blows, and the Pelicans have been on the receiving end of too many of them so far this season. So you like to see them come out aggressive because we know New Orleans can score. Okay? That, that hasn't been the problem. The problem has been stopping other people and stopping other people from beating them up inside, you know, the points in the paint and, and on the glass and those kinds of things. And, look, once you develop a reputation as being that kind of team, everybody is going to go after you. They see, you know, they see the jugular. They're going after it because they know this is their weakness. They look at the stats just like everybody else. They look at film just like everybody else, and they say, okay, we can push these guys around. So they've got to be the ones to repair their reputation and keep teams from believing they can just be pushed around. No doubt. I think those are good points. And uh, you've got two big ones that you need to get this weekend, or this week rather, in Boston tonight and Washington on Friday. All right, I'll let you go do that. Uh, John, I'll see you tonight uh, here at the Smoothie King Center, and uh, we'll look forward to I'm hoping another home win for the Pelicans. Yeah, we'd like to see them get two in a row and roll on to three in a row and, because, you know, if you want to be a good team, you've got to start winning at home. That's, that's where it begins. You, don't, you know, good teams usually don't start their regime by winning, you know, being great road warriors, but you want to establish a home court advantage. And uh, the Pelicans have beaten San Antonio and Cleveland, well noted at the Smoothie King Center. So they know how to take care of the big teams that are, that are favored now, do you take care of the teams that you're supposed to? Because, you know, as improved as Boston is under Coach Brad Stevens, this is a team that the Pelicans should be able to take care of, you know, at the Smoothie King Center, especially now that the, that the Pels are in relative good health. So let's see if they can do that. Yep, absolutely. Speaking of health, there's uh, reports today that Kendrick Perkins may come back by Friday. So then you would be down to just one guy unavailable. So. We'll, uh, we'll keep our eyes open for that as well. Jared Bell from USA Today in just a moment. John DeShazer and I on the radio tonight. 6.30 as Pelicans warm up with Daniel Salerson. J.D. and I will have the uh, call of the uh, Pelicans and Celtics across the network, including the flagship WRNO FM 99.5 FM here in New Orleans. We're at the Smoothie King Center, and uh, from our studios, the Black and Blue Report continues right after this. New Orleans, get ready for WWE Monday Night Raw. Televised live worldwide from Smoothie King Center. Monday night, January 11th, featuring the return of Brock Lesnar. Plus, you'll see John Cena, Roman Reigns, Demon Kane, The Lunatic Fringe, Dean Ambrose, Kevin Owens, The Divas, and many more in action. Don't wait. Great seats are available now at the box office and Ticketmaster. 
Come out and celebrate Star Wars Night. Feel the force on Friday, December 11th when your New Orleans Pelicans battle the Washington Wizards at 7 p.m. The first 8,000 fans in attendance receive a free Stormtrooper mug. You'll also have a chance to get your picture taken with your favorite Star Wars characters. Tickets start as low as $21, so don't miss out on any of the fun. Call 525-HOOP or visit pelicans.com to get your tickets today. And may the force be with you. Fall is here, which means there's a new purpose to get excited about at Smoothie King. It's time to bundle up against the weather outside and give your immune system a little extra support on the inside. At Smoothie King, we're blending our new Immune Builder smoothies to help you stay strong all season long. Fortify your body with more than 2,000% of your daily vitamin C and all natural immune supporters like vitamins A and E, zinc, and selenium. Try a mixed berry or orange Immune Builder smoothie today. Only at Smoothie King. Smoothies with a purpose. Hardwood, hardball, and hard knocks. <gasps> this is the Black and Blue Report. Jared Bell's up next with us here on the Black and Blue Report. Of course, he covers the NFL for USA Today. He's one of our favorite guests, and uh, he was at the Mercedes-Benz Superdome yesterday covering the undefeated Carolina Panthers at the New Orleans Saints. He's got Monday night football responsibilities tonight, and we are lucky enough to slide him in here for a few minutes. Jared, I hope that your travels were safe this morning. It was great to see you yesterday. Yeah, same here, Sean. Yes, everything uh, went off without a hit. Uh, no bad weather, no delays, so... Uh, got out of, New, out of New Orleans and uh, on to FedEx Field tonight. Yeah, but, I know. You know I, thought the Saints, I thought the Saints might pull it off yesterday. It, you know, they, they took them to the brink. If we only played uh, one less minute in the fourth quarter, Jarrett, you're right. They would have uh, pulled it off yesterday despite all the twists and turns in the game. I, I'm, I'm curious, now that you've had some time to think about it, write about it, you know, what did you take away from the 41-38 final yesterday between the Panthers and the Saints? Well, the, the main focus really was on Carolina. And my big takeaway is that regardless of the record, when these two teams play, <laughs> you don't know what's really going to happen. You know you're going to get some intense competition. And I think we saw that yesterday. You know, I don't want to say it was like the Saints the Super Bowl or anything like that. But it was a game where, and coming off the loss the week before, where I'm sure that they spent all week putting so much energy into really putting their best foot forward. And and they tried. But, again, as you guys have seen all season, um, I think they were exposed for you know really having a deficient defense when it mattered the most. Well, five touchdown passes for Cam Newton, 497 yards total offense. Uh yeah, I, I totally, uh, I totally am in agreement with you there. Did Carolina show yesterday? You know, obviously now they moved to twelve and zero. Jared, it seems like they've won every which way but loose. Close games, defensive games. Now a shootout yesterday. Has Carolina kind of now run the gauntlet of experiences that perhaps they'll need in the postseason? Yeah, I think that's one of the things that I heard from talking to different players in the Carolina locker room yesterday was the fact that, yeah, they gained some confidence just in winning a game like this. Now, Cam Newton before, uh, over the years, and the Saints have seen it before as well, he's had these last-minute victories, okay? It wasn't the first last-minute victory. But for this season, it was the first time when the offense really had to go down 
and win a late game. They had an overtime game against Indianapolis where um, they, they lost a big lead and the, the offense had to, to come up big late in the game. But this was a different one for them from the, the, the previous games this year. And like you said, they, they've kind of run the gamut. So that gives you uh, a lot of confidence. And that's the one thing that I think about Carolina is that they are really a diverse, balanced, and I think that's what's going to really make them tough in the playoffs, in addition to having the games at home, is the fact that they can beat you in a lot of different ways. So they can beat you by pounding you. They can beat you by airing it out. They can, like you said, they can beat you on defense. And then they do it with a lot of different players. So Cam had five touchdown passes yesterday, and I guess they went to four different players, right? A couple of weeks ago, he had five touchdown passes, went to five different players, and um, that's one of the things that we've, we've seen from their offense all season, really, is the fact that Cam is growing as a quarterback in how he's able to manage the offense, run the offense, spread the ball around. You know, they lost Calvin Benjamin the, um, the preseason, and it really kind of forced Cam to, to try to incorporate the whole offense, if you will, at least the weapons there. They used a lot of formations, and they had a lot of kind of guys running in and running out. And so I think that's going to bode well for them as they go forward. With regard to Cam um, and what he's now put together this season so far, and I realize there's four to go, but is is he the MVP of the NFL? Yeah, he might be if he had to vote today, I think so. And a couple weeks ago it was, well, maybe it's, this guy, that guy, and you can still make a great case for Carson Palmer, Andy Dalton, and of course Tom Brady, but I, I think the thing with, with Cam is A, you've got the results right now, you've got the only undefeated team, and so when you're looking for things to to separate candidates, if you will, the team's success is obviously you know, a high priority. Now, you take Carson Palmer off the Cardinals, you take Tom Brady off the Patriots, you take Andy Dalton away from the Bengals, and you you know what you've got. Same thing with Cam Newton. But I think he's kind of like this new uh, phenomenon in the MVP conversation. I mean, we've seen Cam for a while, but he's not new uh, just from the, the standpoint that he's this multi-dimensional threat, but we've seen him grow up before our eyes, you know, from coming into the league and, you know, tearing it up as a rookie to kind of going through some different steps on and off the field and how he carried himself off the field more than, than any real issues off the field. And um, he's maturing. And, and I think that's the thing that's going to really kind of resonate as he go through this last quarter of the season to see if he can keep it up and if he can do something else, take it to another level, really. Jerry Bell with us. Sean, I'm yeah. sorry to cut you off, but I think the thing that, that really – it's impressive about him. We've seen him kind of have some subpar games and then turn it on at the end. We've seen that before. But I think the thing this year that's sticking out is the fact that he has been more consistent than he's been in the past, and he has grown within that offense. Yeah, I think you're right. I think the consistency is what makes me turn my head more and more toward him being the possible MVP. I totally Agree with you because we've seen him do great things before, just not week in, week out. So, um, Jared Bell with us here from USA Today. Uh, in any way, and then we'll move on here. In, in any way, should Carolina Panthers fans 
be concerned that a defense of that caliber surrendered 30-plus points to New Orleans yesterday? Uh, yeah, you can wonder about it, but I think Carolina's defense um, has kind of shown throughout not only this year but the past couple of years that they're really built well and they've got a solid foundation. So, I mean, it's Drew Brees, and Drew Brees in a dome can, can be tough. This has not been – the same steamrolling Saints offense, obviously, as we've seen in the past, but uh, it's still, you know, a unit that can that, that can get some things going, and we've seen flashes of that. So we talked about consistency. Yeah, that's what they need. But um, I think the Saints are in such a, a a tough situation in that they can't really play complementary football. You can try it, but when your defense is not very good then you just put so much pressure on your offense. And so, you know, the Saints, when they were rolling, I mean, they had some versatility too. We talk about with Carolina and that being one of the the things they can hang their hat on this season. Well, the Saints know about that as well because they've had teams that have been able to to win in a lot of different ways. But just back to your original question, uh, I, I don't know if you worry so much that, they, they put up 31 points. Because remember um, <laughs> how they got some of those points, right? I mean, 30-something points, I should say. They got some of those points uh, on a block kick, <laughs> on a, uh, a uh, pick six. Uh, you know, there's just a, a few things that happened that um, kind of padded the kind of help the offense, if you will. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt about that. You know, that's why I kind of just left it at generic as 30-plus because you can take probably nine of those uh, and not have to put that on the Carolina defense. That's for sure. Um, yeah, it wasn't a pick six. It was a, a pick and the, set, up, uh, set up the score. Right, and then the that, fumble that, recovery. That, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was that, that one. And then I'm thinking of that interception, though. That was a that, – that, um, that bro got early in the game. He's strong, huh? Man. He's strong, huh? The guy to get that pick. That was a really, really impressive interception. I would say that. And, and then he hurts his hamstring and then, it, you know, is unable to finish. I, you know, he's been a great story. There's no doubt about that. And I was – I like when he makes a play like that because it just kind of builds on a great story. Uh, Jarrett, biggest headline other than Carolina improving to 12-0. and Biggest headline from yesterday's NFL action. What did you see? Oh, I think we, we know it's uh, – Philadelphia winning in New England, or should I say New England losing at home mm-hmm. to Philadelphia. Yep. Um, you know, I saw the Patriots play a week ago at Denver. They lost that game, and they lost a 14-point lead. Then they go home, they lose to the Eagles, they lose a 14-point lead, and it's kind of like, wow. You've seen the Patriots lose before, obviously, over the years, but you really haven't seen them lose like this, especially in back-to-back weeks, okay? Um, so, obviously, they're hurting without having some big guns on their offense and Gronkowski and Kettleman, but it, it just kind of stuns you when you think that the Patriots, you know, fundamentally had some breakdowns. And, and even Tom Brady talked about his play and was not happy with that. He had a couple picks, and one that was run back. 99 yards and another one that was just, you know, way off target. So um, they've got time to get it together. We know they'll be in the hunt and in the playoffs, and and they'll probably get 
their guys back at close to full strength, or they're, they're hoping to at least get Edelman back later and get Gronkowski back a little bit sooner. Um, maybe they'll get back on on track. But you know, I saw ESPN um, last night, and Tom Jackson and Chris Berman were making the point that some of these teams that well, I think pretty much all of these teams that have had these long undefeated streaks. They lose one game and they, they lose another. Green Bay lost three in a row. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cincinnati lost two in a row. The Patriots lost two in a row. Denver lost two in a row after they suffered their first loss. So uh, maybe there's some kind of hangover effect when they finally lose a game. Well, it could be. Could be. I mean, well, there's also the parody of things. And speaking of that, you've got one more thing to do before you call this weekend a wrap, and that's make a visit to FedEx Field tonight. And, and at first, Jared, I'll be honest. Redskins Cowboys. I was like, eh, I don't know. Well, you know what? <laughs> this football game tonight, um, probably because of, uh, I guess, futility more than anything else, actually has plenty of meaning, and so it is worth watching. Yeah, and especially after the Giants lose a ten-point lead yesterday. Okay, having that hasn't that been the story of their season, uh, right? Yes. You lose a ten-point lead, and now you're five and seven. Washington is. You know, one loss from being in a three-way tie, Philadelphia wins. And then guess what? If the Cowboys win this game tonight, they're one game out of first place. That's why Tony Rocco is not on season in the IR. As crazy as it sounds. Um, yeah, and, and I'm not even suggesting that the Cowboys can go from one game back and then win a division because they've got some tough games. Uh, you know, coming up after this one, but still, just the, the thought, the possibility of that, um, it's crazy. Washington has been very good at home, and so I, I picked I pick them to win this one, and uh, they've been a different team when they play at FedEx Field versus on the road. They have not, they're the only team in the league, I think, that hasn't won a road game, <laughs> and uh they haven't lost at home, I think. They just lost one at home. They've been pretty good at home. Yeah, no, I mean, uh, we certainly know about that down here, without a doubt. Uh, Jared, yeah, yeah, well, uh, yeah, no, I mean, they're a different team at, at FedEx Field, that's for sure. And uh, we'll see how it plays out tonight. It'll be interesting. And we'll, of course, uh, read about it tomorrow in USA Today. Jared, it's always a treat when we are able to get you because uh, you are as busy as they get in the NFL. Um, and along those lines, uh, folks who want to have uh, – have you at their disposal each week, and I don't mean that. I don't mean that in a bad way. Um, how can they follow you on Twitter, Jared? Yeah, it's at Jared Bell. It's just my name, at Jared Bell. And then, of course, you can go to usatoday.com, and you can get all the latest from our our whole team, whole NFL team. So check yeah. us out. Yeah, we just like you more than the other guys. Don't tell them that. That's all. <laughs> Thank you. Safe travel. Enjoy the football game tonight. Jared Bell from USA Today. NFL coverage on the Black and Blue Report. We'll take a break and we'll be right back. Life is busy. You need health care that can keep up. At Auctioner, we get that. So we've made our care more schedule friendly, like offering same day appointments. Need a primary care physician, a pediatrician, an OBGYN? We'll get you in to see someone today. Many of our specialists are available the same day, too. And with health centers all over Greater New Orleans, there's bound to be one near you. Many are open late and on weekends for your urgent care needs. 
And if it's something serious, Auctioner has you covered with nationally ranked care for your most complex conditions. Want additional convenience? Now you can make appointments with many of our physicians on our website. And once you become an Auctioner patient, you'll be able to do even more online, like email your doctors, see test results, and refill your prescriptions, all with a simple click. Make an appointment today at auctioner.org or call 866-AUCTIONER. Auctioner, healthcare with peace of mind. It's Pelicans game day. This is the Black and Blue Report. All right, welcome back. Uh, one final thing to do on this Monday, and that's bring in uh, Brianna from the Pelicans dance team, who was already very busy this morning, getting ready for yet another week of Pelicans basketball, all of it at home except for Saturday. Uh, we'll count that toward next week, Brianna. But, hey, uh, how was your weekend? It was great. It was a great weekend. You know, we finished Friday night on a great win against LeBron and the Cavaliers, and then we had a, a pretty okay Saints game on Sunday. Um, but I'm really excited for tonight's game against the Celtics. Yeah, me too. That's the only time they come into town all year. They've won four of their last five. Uh, and maybe you have some momentum from that big win over LeBron James and the Cavaliers. Did you did you heckle LeBron at all, Brianna, from the Pelicans dance team <laughs> unit there? Did you did you get in his head a little bit? You know, I did. We, we sit right behind the goal. So when he was shooting his free throws, I was trying to get his attention a little bit with our palms, see if we could – distract him um but yeah he definitely put on a show and got all of us really into the game (laughs) yeah I think we were all a little nervous he tried to win it all by himself in the fourth quarter thankfully (laughs) thankfully overtime uh, was there and we were able to take advantage of it so uh that's all good I said you were busy this morning that's because you put together yet another Pelicans planner um what do you have on the planner this week for Pelicans fans Brianna and what do you want them to know well, we have a lot of great things coming up. Um, tonight's game against the Celtics again at 7 o'clock, um, and it's a guys' night out game. So um, there's an awesome six-pack where you can get two tickets and four beers and a free game at um, bowling at Fulton Alley. Um, so it's a great deal. Um, guys should definitely take advantage of that. Um, and then on Friday we have another game, and that is actually Star Wars night. So it's going to be a big one in, in the arena. We're going to dress up in costumes, and we're doing a special Star Wars-themed dance that I actually choreographed. Um, so I'm excited for that as well. Well, very nice. <laughs> um, yeah. And then we get Alvin Gentry's show on Thursday night at 7 on uh, WRNO-FM. So it'll be a nice week at home for the Pelicans. If you want to see Brianna uh uh, do the Pelicans planner for just for you. Go to pelicans.com. I think it'll be up this afternoon. Check that out. And, of course, the Pelicans dance team will be a part of all the fun at Smoothie King Center, not only tonight, but also, as she mentioned, on Star Wars night on Friday. I don't think I'm dressing up, Brianna. I apologize. No? No. Aww. You're not going to do a Chewbacca get-up or anything like that? Gosh, the temptation's <laughs> there. I'd have to think about who I'd want to be first. Uh, and then, mm-hmm. you know, uh, you know how it is. Uh, Trying to find the right outfit, yeah. right? You know. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, enjoy the week at home, and we'll enjoy your Pelicans planner at pelicans.com. Brianna, thank you very much. Great. Thank you very much. Yeah, go check it out on pelicans.com. All right, that'll do it for us here on this Monday on the Black and Blue Report, the podcast for Saints and Pelicans fans. Daniel Sowerson hosting tomorrow. It's uh, kind of our tr- Tuesday tradition during football season. 
fantasy football on our minds tomorrow. Boy, oh boy, it's getting harder and harder, isn't it? I think that some of the leagues now enter the playoff stage uh, right about now. So uh, Daniel and Jake Seeley from RotoExperts.com will uh, take care of that business for you. And then we'll be recapping, of course, the Pelicans and Celtics uh, to be played tonight, but recap tomorrow on the Black and Blue Report. Jim Eichenhofer from Pelicans.com will stop by and help us do that. We hope that you have a great rest of your Monday. Let's have a great week, everybody, as we have uh, two home games for the Pelicans and then a road game on Saturday, and the Saints will be at Tampa Bay. Should be a very interesting matchup uh, one week from yesterday. All right, thanks to our guests again today, Jared Bell from USA Today, Brianna, of course, from the Pelicans dance team, and my broadcast partner for tonight, John Jashazer, also of NewOrleansSaints.com. We'll see you next time here on the Black and Blue Report. I'm Sean Kelly. So long for just a while. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Black and Blue Report. If all goes well, we'll be back tomorrow. Tune in each weekday at 12 p.m. or at your convenience exclusively online at NewOrleansSaints.com and Pelicans.com. Follow your teams direct from the source, the Black and Blue Report. Thank you.